Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. Live from KeyBank Center, this is the Post Game Show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Sabres fall 2-1 to in overtime, despite a, I think, very good, valiant effort tonight. Buffalo, I think I would say the better team. Definitely more offensive opportunities. Give credit to the Ranger goaltender, Igor Shesterkin. I thought he was very good in this game tonight, as I thought was the other goaltender, Uka Pekalukanen. But two Ranger goals, one goes off a skate, and then the power play game winner in overtime, a deflection that goes right to Panarin and when there's only three players on the ice, it's very tough to cover that. And uh, Panarin obviously skilled enough that he saw the opening and able to put it in. And the Rangers come away with a 2-1 to one victory as we welcome you here to the press box on the postgame. Brian Colziel with you. We'll be heading down to the locker room in just a few moments to get Paul Hamilton as he will speak with players. I thought, again, an effort today much better for the Sabres. I think they deserve better fate. I mean, again, both Ranger goals come off deflections, one off of power skate in regulation. You know, Lukanen plays well enough that maybe the Sabres should have had uh, the regulation win with a shutout. But sometimes the bounces of the NHL don't go your way. And, you know, right now the Sabres aren't getting anything to go their way. Uh, even on Monday when I thought they were the better team than Edmonton, they did not win. At least today, I guess, the small consolation, they do pick up a point. But a weak that uh, would definitely be deemed a failure as they go 0-3-1 over the course of these games. And again, three more losses at KeyBank Center this week to the Oilers, the Stars, and the Rangers. Final shot totals end up 33-26 to in favor of Buffalo. Uh, it was 14-11 to in the third in favor of the Sabres. All three shots, though, in the overtime credited to the Rangers as, uh, of course, Buffalo spent the entire power play, or spent the entire overtime killing off that Darlene hooking call uh, when he hooked Zamanajad and went to the box, and then it was just pretty much all possession time for the Rangers in the Sabres' end, and then eventually it goes on Panarin's stick as he wins it 2-0-2 into the extra session. So with the win, I'm sorry, with the overtime loss for the Sabres, they do pick up a point and now have 69 points in the standings. But with the Pittsburgh win, they're seven back, uh, seven points back of a wild card spot right now. Rangers and Penguins both have 76 points. And Ottawa still now has one less game played, and they're ahead of Buffalo, and the Panthers still ahead of Buffalo as well. All right, UPL down to the room live. Here he is with Paul. 
Luco, uh, you have a great game. I mean, you look at the two goals. They both one, they're both they're both deflections. There's really nothing you can do on either one of them. It just has to be a, a devastating loss, considering the way you and your team played. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think, you know, there's been tough, a little bit tough stretch of games maybe. And, uh, you know, last game there's a lot of goals. And I think this one, you know, it's, it's, it's really tough too because, like, we played such a good game today. Uh, I think... Uh, how tough we played the defense today, uh, how good we were. I feel like in the both ends, uh, you know, it's, it stinks to, you know, uh, lose this one, but, you know, it is what it is. With the way you play, do you feel almost a little snake bitten that two goals like that wind up in your net? Yeah, um, again, it's, it's just unlucky, but I, I think that tells to you, like, how, how well the D played today. Uh, they didn't give them much, uh, so, you know, that's kind of what they, they needed today uh, for, for scoring goals, too. Was was to get a little bit bounced, uh, you know, because we played. I felt so so well today as a five five man unit. So, uh, you know, it, it stinks a little bit more because you know those are tough bounces. But you know, uh, you, you can't you can't you know decide how the goals go in in the end. What happened in the last forty eight hours where you guys completely turned around your game? Uh, <clears throat> well, it, it just you know probably just comes down. You know, everybody takes pride on their own own stuff and uh, pride to play play for your teammates uh, uh, and as I said many times already uh, play play as a five-man unit you know make make a good shift for the for the other guy to come in so uh, I think that was the biggest thing you know kind of going back to the basics and you know work work hard could you basically see everything too I mean you look like that save you made on Kane at one time or you got across quickly it seemed like you were you were seeing everything and and everything was going well inside the crease for you yeah uh, I feel like we, we could we slowed them down a little bit today uh, which was really important you know knowing how, how good they are in, individually uh, how, how skillful the team is so uh, you know it was a really really good game from the from the team tonight and uh, you know uh, at least we got the one point confidence boost is it for you to go toe-to-toe with just Durkin like that uh, yeah it's it, it helps of course and uh, you know every every night you kind of play against the other goalie he was really good tonight and uh, you know uh, it, it, it gives gives the confidence but in the end it doesn't matter at especially this point of the season who, who is who we're playing against or who I'm playing against it's just yeah, we we have to win the games if we if we want to make the playoffs and kind of as it's as simple as that in the end. Thank you, Uko. Thank you, Uko Luke, and on the post game, Brian, back to you. All right, Paul. Thank you very much. I thought Luke had played very well. I thought he should have been one of the stars of the game here. Um, Chesterkin gets the first star and no star for Lukanen, but I'll give him a vote for a star. Uh, I thought he played very good today for the Sabers. Big save on Tarasenko at the end of the second period on a breakaway. Um, stopped Kane early third when he had a great look. Kane later in the period had a, a very good look too. And then that sequence, like the middle of the third, where the shot uh, from the point went off of Krebs' stick and then Samuelson's head, and then the puck looks like it's going in, and then Lukanen somehow gets on top of it as the puck went underneath him and able to stop it. Uh, I thought some really, really good work. And in the OT, when the Rangers put on pressure, three quality looks uh, before the Rangers end up scoring. Um, and he stopped them all, and, you know, the game winner, what are you going to do? It's a deflection over to Panarin on the, on the side, and when there's only three defenders out there, pretty tough to get there as quick to react, and, you know, Panarin is so good, he's going to put it into the open net, and uh, the Rangers go on to win it by a score of 2-1. to one. Brian Colesiel here on the postgame. Let's go back down to the room. Jeff Skinner is now live with Paul Hamilton. 
Jeff, uh, you guys played, the, except maybe the first 10 minutes, you guys played a very good game. I mean, do you almost feel snake-bitten the way that game ended? I don't know. I mean, that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, yeah, we, we generated probably enough to, to score more than one, but uh, uh, we're right back at it, obviously, on the road here coming up in the next week. So um, there's some good things in our games. Obviously, the last few we haven't been happy with uh, uh, the way we've played. I think that one's got, got a lot more good things in it, and we just keep building on that. Was the difference in this one just pl- getting back to playing fearless and being aggressive the way that you, know, you guys usually play? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, yeah, I think guys, guys, we play well as, as a group. I think obviously it's sometimes when you're not playing well, guys are a little bit discombobulated or sort of uh, not on the same page, and, and and it only takes a little sort of half second sometimes, especially this time of year, to uh, for the other team to kind of capitalize on a mistake. So um, I thought thought the Ubi played well. Obviously, he played real well for us. Uh, I thought the D-men were, were real good tonight. They were up in, in their face, didn't give their skill players too much time. Um, they, get, they get a little sort of lucky bounce on the first one and then a little bit of a bounce on the second one too. So I thought... Uh, the demon played pretty well tonight. First ten minutes, first ten minutes seemed like a lot of time in the defensive zone, a lot of turnovers, and then you guys got to your game and stayed on your game. Was it basically just eliminating the turnovers that got you guys into the offensive zone and and playing the way you can? Uh, maybe yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think obviously you don't want to turn the puck over. They got a lot of skill over there. You give them more chances, then uh, they create for themselves. It's gonna be gonna be a long night for you. But uh, we still have to try and make plays, and, and we just have to make the right ones. So. Um, yeah. I thought overall, there's 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 a lot of good things we can we can take from this one. When you talk about Luca Pekka, when he's in a group like this, when he was today, just what kind of vibe does he give off? What does he show you? Well, I mean, just sort of stopping everything that they were shooting. So I think for us, obviously, he's 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 real solid back there. He makes big saves at big big moments for us, um, and uh, he's been playing real well for us and. Uh, Hopefully you can keep it going. You guys created a lot of pressure and a lot of offensive zone chances. Was it just basically Shesterkin playing a great game against you? I mean, I guess, yeah, he saved all the, all the shots. Uh, so, I mean, I think you, you try and generate as much as you can. Sometimes you hit a post. Sometimes you don't get the quite, quite the angle you want. But, uh, but yeah, he's obviously a good goalie. He made a, made a lot of big saves for them. But um, I think for us, we just focus on creating those chances. I think... If we create that amount of chances uh, sort of every game, I think we'll be pretty happy with the results we get. Yeah, it was a great pass. Um, I thought great job, obviously, by Tomer to, to drive it down and, and, and sort of draw their guy to him. And then uh, mostly more of the vision, I think, to see me there, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty tight window. He didn't have much time, so uh, it, was a, it was a great pass by him. It seems like even though this wasn't the outcome you guys wanted, you guys collectively feel like it is a step in the right direction. I think the words Gro used was a playing like a family unit. How do you maintain that type of momentum on the road trip? We just got to gotta stay with it. I think uh, we got to get to another level. Um, that's just the way it goes. I think as, as the games tighten up down the stretch, uh, points points more important for teams and everyone's battling for spots. I think um, we have to just keep keep playing at this level and, and even increase it a little bit more. I think there's 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 a hunger in the room to to, to continue to continue to press. And I think uh, uh, we got to we got to do that. Obviously, and there's there's some some big games coming up for us on the road here. Jeff, you haven't seen them this year, and you got them twice more. What's what's it like? What's their lineup look like with Kane and Harris? 
Uh, that's a lot of skill. Obviously, they're they're two great players, great skilled players, and I mean, we they've been around the league a long time. Guys have seen them and, and know how they play and know sort of you give them more opportunities than they create for themselves. It's going to be it's going to be difficult to contain them. Um, but yeah, they've they've got a good team. They got they got a, a solid team. They've been good for a while, and um, yeah, it's going to be a good challenge for us the next next couple of times we play. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Skinner on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul. Jeff Skinner getting his 29th of the season. That opened the scoring. That that was it for the scoring for Buffalo. They fall in overtime, two to one. Panarin, the game winner. Okay, for all of our local affiliates at this time, we're going to say goodbye to you. If you want to keep listening to the post game, go to wgr550.com. Sabers fall two to one. They do pick up a point. Still to come here on the post game, we'll have Don Granado's post game comments. And uh, also Paul Hamilton's take. Final score from downtown Buffalo in overtime. Rangers 2, Sabres 1. More postgame coming up from KeyBank Center. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Far circle pass. Blocked in front. Oh, Lukanen down on the ice. And he covers up. Holy moly. What a goalie. Uko Pekka Lukanen right there. And a key part of this hockey game. Ukapeka Lukanen faced 26 shots. That was one of his 24 saves. It's the save of the game. Brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. Let's get to our play of the game now. And, uh, well, we don't have to go very far back. We go to the overtime. 2-0-2. Rangers on the power play. And it's Panarin who wins it for New York. Walk it down the middle. All right, so Panarin gets his 20th there. The deflection off of the Fox shot goes right on Panarin's stick at the side of the net. He puts it into the open side. Zabanaji had the other assist. Power play goal for the Rangers in the four-on-three situation. That's your play of the game brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. We welcome you back here to KeyBank Center. Brian Colziel with you. We are waiting for Sabres head coach Don Granato. As soon as he makes his way into the media room, we will take you there live for his thoughts. Buffalo picking up a point. Uh, unfortunately, on the out-of-town scoreboard earlier today, the Penguins picked up a victory. So the margin now for the wild card has increased to seven. Both the Penguins and the Islanders have 76 points. The Sabres have 69, so a seven-point differential there. Uh, Buffalo has played the even number of games as the Penguins. Uh, they have played two less games than the Islanders. Of course, though, Ottawa and Florida are still in between, also on the outside looking in. Uh, the Senators right now come into the night uh, up, I'm sorry, as of this moment, are up one point on Buffalo and uh, Ottawa at this moment. Let's see if they have begun their game. No, they are later tonight at Vancouver at 10. Uh, Florida, who comes into the night three better than Buffalo, or comes at the moment is uh, three better than Buffalo, uh, they right now are playing and have at the end of the first or I'm sorry late first period it's 2-1 Winnipeg down in Florida so both the Panthers and the Senators in action uh, Islanders are also underway and they're in a 1-1 game with the Capitals and you know you'd say oh you got to root for the Capitals there but if Washington wins well then they're also ahead of Buffalo so it's just there's so many teams now the Sabres had their opportunity at the start of this week where they were ahead of Florida ahead of Ottawa and ahead of Washington with eyes closing in on the Penguins and going 0-3-1 this week, now you've not only made the deficit 
larger with the two wildcard teams of Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders, but now you've allowed Florida, Ottawa, Washington all to creep back in, and if the Capitals, in some sense, do yourself a favor tonight and beat the Islanders, they will also be ahead of you as well. So the amount of teams, it's going to be very difficult for Buffalo here, uh, despite the fact that they still have 17 games left. What is next? Well, Toronto, Monday, 7.30. The only... I guess positive to look ahead to next week is the Sabres have been lights out on the road. Three road games, none here at KeyBank Center. Uh, the Sabres have four games this past week, uh, 0-3-1 and and 0-2-1 in this building. And I thought tonight they were good enough to win, deserved good enough to win. I thought Monday against Edmonton they were good enough to win. But they ran into two hot goalies, Stuart Skinner against Edmonton, and t- today uh, Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers, I thought uh, both played outstanding Sabres deserving better fates but as in the NHL sometimes you got to you know bear down and finish and only able to score two against the Oilers and one against the Rangers uh, not enough here to win in the National Hockey League all right our injury report next here brought to you by Losi and Ganji Buffalo's workers compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hard-working Western New Yorkers we were keeping an eye on Matias Samuelson throughout the game he blocked a shot a hard shot uh, in the first period, went down the tunnel, immediately came back. Seemed to be okay, though. He played 22-17 of ice time. Don Granato now ready to go live. Here we go. Tough to take because they they did what they were supposed to, it seemed, for most of that most of the afternoon or evening there. I agree. It was uh, we we needed to play that way. We especially after last game, but we we needed to play that way. Period. Um, tighter defensively paying attention to, to more structure that way. Uh, and then on the flip side, uh, I just watched the three chances we had. Dowling with a great play with a minute and ten left. Point blank opportunity. Uh, Paterka to Cousins and then Paterka himself in the last minute and ten. So, um, you know, without compromising defensively, I felt uh, we still generated enough to, um, to win a hockey game. And, uh, tough one. Do you feel like they got back to playing fearless and kind of shed that tentative approach that sort of... Yeah, I I think we played less tight than we have the last few games. Um, Don't know if we got to fearless yet. Uh, I think there's a whole other level or two for us, but, but, uh, you know, we we obviously have, uh, you know, gone gone through phases and and pushed, and the area that uh, obvious need for us to push was buckle down. Uh, and and trust that the offense will come as a result. So um, better there sometimes when you push a defensive initiative, you lose scoring touch. And so we don't want to over push there. But these guys have uh, have to continue that. I think they will um, as that, as a premise to to make sure we defend well. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're quite to fearless yet. But uh, um, but it was a good game. It didn't start well. I mean, the first 10 minutes or so, there were turnovers and still puck issues. But what do you think changed where you guys found the game and really you know, kept it most of the rest of the way? Yeah, I think that we just needed to, to get through the first few minutes to get into a rhythm. Um, so, you know, f- fortunate. We had, we had some very unfortunate bounces and situations in the game. Uh, it was good that we didn't have any at the first 5, 10 minutes uh, until we could get, you know, breathe a little bit. Um, so... Uh, you know, I felt once we, I felt we could get if we could get through that first, everybody get a couple shifts in. Uh, you know, any tension they brought forward from you know recent couple of games 
would be released and they would get you know get in the moment and that was the case that's it's uh, how it seemed and I'm sure it looked that way Well, you can see when they're when they're fresh, uh, they go. And, and today they were going. They were they they probably deserved to score a couple, and they were um, dynamic. You got a Jen's effort tonight. Was Lucan's effort tonight was looked to be outstanding. How did you feel about his comfort level in that? He looked very comfortable in that. And again, I think you know we're we have three goalies, and and. You know, we we can talk about how how challenging or difficult that is. We have three goalies, and 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 those other two guys have helped and brought uh, UPL along incredibly well. And and the way they so I think and Opie's done a great job too. But but I but when I think of Opie and his performance and how confident he is in the net, I think of the support he has uh, of the other two guys and, and and the coaching staff and Mike Bales really. Um, you know, who works with those guys every day. And, and so to see him play with confidence, um, more confident than, than as Paul mentioned, our team might have been a little, you know, felt our way into the game the first 10 minutes. Whoopi couldn't do that. I mean, he had to be ready at, at drop of the pocket and, and not feel any, you know, anxiety. Uh, and he was dialed in from the get-go. Uh, so he just played solid, very efficient, didn't have to play. You know, great. He was just big when he needed to be big. A fortunate goal on the first one, uh, deflected off us, um, and the last one, obviously, uh, you know, a penalty kill. What do you think about Tage and Jeff didn't have their best game probably Thursday? Just what do you think their bounce back? Well, I thought everybody's, you know, effort was good tonight, um, and and the sense of objective was was in the right place tonight, and uh, you know, Tage was good. I thought Greenway was real good with them again. Um, just adds adds an, an element that gives a little bit more room for them, and you know, defensemen are looking over their shoulder a little bit, and they're starting to to, uh, to to learn to take advantage of that. So you got some very long forechecks going in that game, especially in the second period. And the third is that just because of the support they were providing for each other to just keep it going. It was. We had you know we're we're best again. In, in, Part of being fresh is the continual motion, movement, movement. All five guys moving, filling in, filling in for each other to pressure pucks. And you know, when when we have any hesitation and one there's one chink in in, in the chain there, uh, we're challenged. So so uh, that was moving pretty good. There, there are a lot of handoffs we call it, where you're handing off pressure to the next guy and you're you're filling his spot defensively. And uh, that rotation was very very on point. Um, Specifically in the second period, but pretty much through the game. Yep. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato. His live post-game press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. Brian Colesio back up here in the press box. We'll be heading down back to the media room uh, in just a few moments to get Paul Hamilton's take. Rangers win it two to one. Sabres in Toronto. Monday night, 7.30, the first of three in a row on the road next week at Toronto Monday, at Washington Wednesday, at Philadelphia on Friday. Let's get our final stats now. They're brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Final shot totals end up 33-26 in favor of the Sabres, 14-11 in the third period. Rangers, though, had the only three shots of the OT, of course, uh, with that four-on-three power play. That aided that. Uh, Power plays, yep, that's where it ends. Panarin wins it on the power play. Darlene called for hooking, and uh, the the Rangers go one of three. Buffalo, zero 
of two. The Sabres did have a power play in the third with just under seven minutes to go. Kreider went for interference, and uh, Buffalo could not get what I thought maybe would have been an opportunity to get the game-winning goal there. Both goaltenders excellent in this game. Shesterkin gets the win, 32 saves. Lucan in the loss, 24 saves. Your three stars, Skinner, star three, Panarin, star two, Shesterkin, Star one. I thought Lukanen very deserving of a star as well. But uh, Igor Shosturkin, the best player on both sides tonight. He's the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. The attendance at KeyBank Center, it was a sellout. 19,070 with some Ranger fans and some Patrick Kane fans sprinkled in between uh, as they were quite vocal throughout. The, the energy and the buzz in the building was good. We could tell it was going to be a, uh, a buzzy kind of atmosphere here, even during the anthem. There were fans kind of making some noise and uh, were into the game. And uh, right from the get-go, fans were kind of ooing and aahing and reacting to everything. Uh, I would say, again, another night where the officiating was very, very inconsistent. Uh, I get, you know, I'm not saying it was pro-Buffalo or pro-New York, but, man, it just, again, there were plays out there where you're like, how is that not a penalty? The high stick that the Rangers had on the Sabres early behind the goaltender. How does that miss when the official's looking right at the puck? It's down there. Like, how is that missed? Um, there's lots of interference, I feel like, on both sides that just isn't called anymore. And I know it's, you know, old school hockey is going to tell me, well, we're getting close to playoffs. That's the way it's supposed to be. Like, stop. It's just, it's not called. It's inconsistent. And, you know, not to say that the Sabres would have won had they called more penalties because Buffalo's power play, again, didn't come through in a clutch spot. Um, 2-1 the final. Sabres pick up a point, but at this point now, seven points back of both the Islanders and the Penguins. Pittsburgh won today in regulation uh, in their game over Philadelphia. So uh, it is a seven-point margin for both teams right now in the wildcard race. Florida, Ottawa, and the Capitals all in the mix, too. They're all in action tonight. Florida trailing 2-1. to one. Washington and the Islanders are tied 1-1. to one. Ottawa's later tonight in Vancouver. All right, down to the room now. Paul Hamilton. Paul, there's two games this week the Sabres lost. Edmonton and tonight against the Rangers that I probably will walk away sitting here saying I think they, they deserve better fate. And they end up losing them both. Yeah, they did. I mean, as I mentioned uh, through this whole stretch, they faced four all-star goaltenders in a row, and Stuart Skinner and Shesterkin were certainly on top of their games, and Lukanen didn't take a backseat to Shesterkin. He, too, was on top of his game. That was a goaltender duel. Uh, there were plenty of chances to score. Um, Darlene, I mean, just to show you how snake-bitten Olison is, I mean, whether he's playing well or not, he, he can score goals. And Darlene made that great play and, and right over to him. And all Olsen had to do is lift the puck a little bit. And he's got a goal, which he normally will do. But he didn't get it in. That was two, two I think, chances he had. They, Cousins was wide open in front. Ranchesterkin makes a great save. I think that was, what, with about 30 seconds or so left, somewhere in there. And, um, you know, the, there was uh, one right near the end, too, that I'm forgetting. Uh so they certainly created a lot. They had a lot of chances. They ran into a hot goaltender. So did the Rangers. But uh, And Buffalo tried to get a couple of those goofy goals. They were putting pucks to the crease, you know, to get something that might bounce in off a skate, or which isn't a bad idea sometimes. If you're on a bad angle and you got nothing else, put it in the crease. You might get 
a goal like uh, Keynes that goes in off uh, power skate and into the net. Or like the overtime goal, it goes off Gergensen's stick and right to Panarin. You know, it's, it's just you might get something like that. So they were trying to get those dirty, goofy goals too, but uh, the, the hockey gods just weren't smiling on them in this game. And, you know, they, I, I, you're right. I thought they deserved a much better fate because other than the first 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes – as uh, Don Granado and I agree, they were lucky their goaltender was there because they gave the puck away constantly. Although I did think they defended better. They gave the puck away and gave the Rangers chances, but there were a couple times where there were wide-open Rangers and Sabres got back and got their stick into the passing lane or, or broke it up before it got to that wide-open Ranger. So even though they were giving the puck away, I thought there, right away there was an improvement on their coverages which helped that not turn into uh, a schmazel form before they found their game midway through the first period. Yeah. Just, though, looking at the third himself, Paul, obviously you mentioned the Olison chance, but uh, Thompson sets up Greenway for a look. Krebs and Oposo go down on a two-on-one, and they kind of fumble it. Uh, Cousins right in front with 30 seconds left. I mean, those are just three quality looks right there. I mean, again, you just need one to go in. And we're talking about a, a regulation win for the Sabres here. Um, the offense has been stymied this week, and it's been because of those goaltenders you've mentioned. Uh, you know, Sor- Sorokin. The Dallas game maybe is tough to judge because of how it got out of hand, but Sorokin, Skinner, and then Shesterkin tonight uh, surrender 2-2-1 two, two, and one to Buffalo, who's one of the best-scoring teams in the league, but not this week. But this, in Sorokin's case, he didn't steal the game from the Sabres. He basically made easy, easy saves because the Islanders yeah. played so well. Uh, he, he basically had to stand there. Yeah. Uh, Skinner and, and Shesterkin had to do quite a bit more than just stand there. And, uh, you, you know, so it's just um, – I forgot what I had on my mind, but I'll, I'll remember before we're done. Uh, so it's just, uh, you know, you, you run into that. It's two games they could have won. They got one point out of them. At least they finally got a point. They tend to just lose games and not uh, – you know, not uh, get the one point out of them when they get on these streaks. But uh, oh, I, I remember what I was going to say. Unfortunately, as well as they played, Buffalo never touched the puck in overtime. Yeah, you know, no they shots. Never got, they never got possession. They, yep. they, the Rangers got possession right off the draw. Cousins lost the draw, and Buffalo never saw it again. They, they, they had sustained. Luke, in, how many shots did the Rangers have? I don't have it in front of me in, in overtime. It was three zero in overtime. Yeah, I think they had one before the um, before the power play, the, where they got the one shot off. The Sabers kind of kept them on the outside as the, as the Rangers were passing the puck. Kane missed a golden opportunity, one that he he won't miss often. He had the whole top of the net and he shot it through and out the other side uh, in the air, so he missed that one. But uh, and then. Darlene takes the hooking penalty, and again, uh, Buffalo never touched the puck in overtime. So, And that probably, think back, I think is the first time we could say that in overtime. Buffalo usually dominates possession in overtime. Let's get our first response from the fans now, brought to you by Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Feel free to send me your thoughts after each and every game on Twitter at BrianWGR. Paul, I want to get you a tweet here from Nicholas. He says, the fact that the officials aren't calling penalties anymore, does that hurt a team like Buffalo that plays more wide open? I would think it would. Does that mean at some point 
this they would have to come up with a better plan if they do make the playoffs. Well, it would, help the, it would help the Sabres get their power play going. The way their power play is going, it doesn't really matter if they get power plays. All, that, all it really does is keep the puck away from the other team for two minutes because their power play really has not generated. That was an awful power play they had their first one in this game. Uh, and it, it hasn't generated for a bit now. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe getting more of them would help them get out of that. You know, they might have a, a power, a good power play or two and get some confidence and then get them out of it a little bit and get them rolling. So, uh, you know, they did have some one-timers on a power play that were blocked. I think Thompson had one blocked. I think Olofsson had one blocked. Um, but uh, for the most part, uh, the power play has been a problem lately. Yep. Paul, I know, uh, I think I saw your tweet about it. Niagara and Canisius are going to play over at Harbor Center. It was scheduled for 735. It, I think it's going to be delayed a little while here. Cause at least an hour. Yeah, at least what, an What hour happens so. over there, I, I experienced this once when I was doing Niagara games, and it, 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 I think it was a playoff game against Canisius. They had the CHA women's hockey tournament over there, and the, the game before us went into triple overtime, maybe quadruple overtime. And I don't know. It, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm remembering it right, but I don't think we faced off to like 930. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, because the game has to end. So, and these are high school championships over there, and I don't know how they do overtime. I don't know if it just goes till there's a winner or if there's shootouts or what they do. But last I saw, it'll be at least an hour. Yep. And Niagara can advance tonight. They won yesterday. Uh, it's a best of three, Paul, right? So if, if Kanisha ties it tonight, then they'll play tomorrow. If yep. Otherwise, Niagara moves on. Mm-hmm. Okay, just wanted to get that in there for you local college hockey fans. That's uh, going on at Harbor Center at some point shortly uh, next door. Okay, Paul, well, the only good news for the Sabres, I guess, is that they go on the road where they seem to do very well. So uh, three in a row next week, Toronto, Washington, and Philadelphia. So uh, I know you'll be in Toronto on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Okay, sounds good. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton there on the post game down in the media room. 2-1 the final, Rangers beating the Sabres. Buffalo 1-5-1 in their last seven. Uh, They have unfortunately picked a bad time to go on what is probably their – Second worst streak of the season. We know they had the eight-game losing streak uh, much earlier in the season. They were able to kind of recover out of that, but uh, a 1-5-1 and one stretch, not very good at all. And again, the majority of these games are at home. They have lost in this stretch here um, where you start it with the first loss against Columbus. Regulation loss to Columbus. Regulation loss to Edmonton. Regulation loss to Dallas. Overtime loss to the Rangers. All of those games here at KeyBank Center. If the Sabres could have even just been 500 at home, they'd be in a playoff spot. And we'd be sitting here talking about, you know, ensuring a playoff spot. And maybe even talking about, can you ch- can you catch Tampa? For whatever reason, at KeyBank Center this year, they have just underperformed. Uh, today, you know, I wouldn't sit here and say they didn't deserve to win, for sure. I think they just ran into Shesterkin. And I could echo the same thing about Monday against Skinner. Uh, but it, results are ultimately what matters, and they have not been good on home ice. For a team that is in playoff contention, you look at some of the other playoff teams and their home records, or even the teams that are in the race right now with Buffalo and their home records, for how good the Sabres have been on the road. If they could have just been 500 at home, uh, we'd be having a much different conversation about the standings. Nevertheless, three road games next week. Toronto Monday, 7.30, pregame at 6.30. Hope you can be with us then right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. And with that, we're going to say goodnight to you here from Key Bank Center and downtown Buffalo. want to thank the crew 
Frank Curry back in our Amherst studios, our network producer today. Thank you very much, Frank. On site here at KeyBank Center, Jonathan Koziel serving as our on-site producer. Check out his game story, WGR550.com. Tom Maddy was our engineer. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colziel. I thank you for listening. Again, the final in overtime, Rangers 2, Sabres 1. We'll talk to you Monday night, Sabres and Leafs from Toronto, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.